Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Sue, And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about why you should stop copying your competition. Neil, what are your thoughts around this? What worked for your competition, because the chances are they're older than you and they've been doing it longer, won't necessarily work for you. For example, I get a lot of other friends who own ad agencies hitting me up being like, hey, Neil, you guys do an amazing job with content marketing. We want to dominate and rank on Google like you. Can you uh, please you know, guide us, tell us the strategies? And then I'm like, well, first off, are you willing to go at it for a few years without making a return? They're like, yeah, yeah, sure. As long as I know it's there in the long run. I'm like, okay. Are you willing to spend 100 to 200 grand per year? And they're like, ah, that's a lot. I'd rather spend a little, get some results, and then go from there. The problem with content marketing is when I started, there was very little competition. So if you got going within two to three months, you would start seeing results. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to get some traction within two to three months, but you're not going to get what I got in the first three months. To give you a rough idea on how easy it is when I first started, what I got in the first three months, if you do everything that I was doing, you'll probably get those results in the first year. In other words, it'll take you four times longer to get the same results that I got if you're in the same industry. That just shows that, yes, it still works, but it takes longer. And that's with a lot of channels. Facebook used to be easier to leverage. Now the algorithms are harder and harder. LinkedIn is getting harder on there as well. Twitter, again, getting harder on there. Same with Instagram. So what works for your competition won't necessarily work for you, especially with paid ads. Eric, you do a ton in paid ads. What's changed over the last three or four years in paid advertising? Not much. Well, costs go up. Well, yeah, costs always go up. Um, there More are, competitive. I mean, when the big guys come in, they drive everything exponentially higher. Like once Coca-Cola starts going really hard, then you have things skyrocket even more. Have you noticed that the old guys are able to pay a lot less because they've been kind of grandfathered in mm-hmm. with high quality score and things like that? It's like every channel, yeah. Exactly. So if you go in with pay-per-click now for a new campaign, you do way more pay-per-click than I do. Mm-hmm. In the first 30 days, does it cost quite a bit more than, you know? Yep. It costs way more, and then eventually the algorithm figures things out, and it becomes cheaper. Correct. But, like, years ago, did you have to spend anywhere near that amount to figure things out? No. Yeah, so it's like what people were willing to spend years ago to make it work, it's a lot less than what you're going to have to spend. So what works for your competitors won't necessarily work for you. And Dropbox is an amazing example of this. If they want to do traditional paid advertising to acquire users, which they tested out, it was costing them two to 300 bucks years and years ago when they first started. So they stopped and they did that referral program and that's how they grew. They got creative. And if they just took the traditional route, they wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar company. They probably would have been bankrupt because it wouldn't make sense to spend two to $300 to acquire a user who spends 60 bucks a year. Yeah, and to build on Neil's example around Dropbox, I, I remember when I was at this this company in the past, 
we are when I came in already, our developers had built in something where they're like, "Yeah, we have this Dropbox referral program," and there was really no rhyme or reason to it other than the fact that that thing was very heralded and that was you know what worked for Dropbox. And in fact, I saw a lot of a lot of other startups tried to build that in as well, but that referral program just didn't work out as well. So you have to think just because it works for one company in one different niche doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you because you have to think about it. For Dropbox, people are incentivized to give these invites out to other people so they can get more free space right and so when you when you create a referral program and you're going to send someone like an amazon gift card for five dollars like maybe nobody cares right but but you got to also dropbox was the first one to do it so they got the first mover advantage and you know they're in a different niche just because you see something working somewhere else and you see these growth hacks on these other sites people giving these case studies all the time doesn't mean it's going to be for you focus on what works for you and if you're going to look at your competitors all the time i guarantee you're going to continue to lag behind they're going to continue to be looking ahead they're going to have the vision they're going to be able to be the trailblazers and you're just going to be copying behind and that means you're always going to be behind them so i'm pretty sure you're not in business to be behind and if you're in business to just make money well then uh maybe you should be doing something else and the last point for me is as eric was mentioning don't just copy what he was alluding to is you need to be ahead of them. And when you want to be ahead of them, you have to say two to three steps ahead, not one step, two to three. So don't just think about what they're going to be doing next or where the industry is going. You have to be like, all right, in the next few years, here's where the industry is going. Plus here are the big popular channels that are up and coming. And, you know, we're going to start testing these out or here's what people haven't tried, but they have in five different industries and it worked, but my industry is archaic and no one's willing to take risks. So we're willing to do this. You have to be willing to roll the dice, take some gambles, experiment, and try something drastic that your competition hasn't, or else you'll never surpass them. Yeah, 80-20 roll, or 20% of the time, or maybe even 10% of the time, you take these moonshots, maybe 5% of the time. And then the other percent, you, you focus on what actually works. Now, the bigger you get, maybe you know, maybe you can take more risks. Who knows? But anyway, that's it for today. Go to singlegrain.com slash giveaway to check out our marketing tools, and we'll see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.